You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Notice what the psalmist said. This psalm is attributed to King David. David was not just a, a warrior or a fighter. And we get that from him defeating Goliath and just his reputation that he built on the battlefield. But David was also a serious praiser to the point to where he was known as the sweet psalmist of Israel. And so David just loved to praise God. He was just a praiser. Of course, he was not a perfect man. We know that according to Scripture. But he was one who was willing to give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor. And so in Psalm 35, verse 27, David said, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Notice David wants the people of God to shout for joy, wants them to be glad. Notice this, if they favor his righteous cause. And how many know there is a cause or a reason to be joyful? We, we, we know what a merry heart can do. Bible talks about how a merry heart does good like medicine. So it's just good to have a merry heart or to be happy despite the things that you go through. Notice again, David said, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Notice what David reveals about God because, again, he had a close-knit relationship with God. David knew God. He knew him in a special way. And so he reveals about his God and our God when he said, let the Lord be magnified. Then he reveals something about God who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And so when I look at this verse, the one thing that stands out this morning is that when it comes to God's servants, he want us to prosper. Come on. God want us to prosper. Notice, Pastor, why are you saying that? Because notice, he gets pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And so God want us to prosper. And that is the subject this morning. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, God want us to prosper. Look at somebody and tell him or her, God want us to prosper. And, and look at somebody if it be true and tell them, and I believe that. Okay, give him a praise if you believe it. I, I know I believe it. God want us to prosper. Now, now again, I need you to listen this morning. Pay close attention with the intent of putting into action the word of God. Now, when you begin to talk about prosperity, are people prospering? A lot of people in and outside the church, they become hesitant to listen. Because some people will say when you start talking about God's people prospering, they say things like, here go another preacher talking about the prosperity gospel. And the gospel is simply the good news or the good message. And so once reading the Bible, and not just reading the Bible, but becoming obedient to the word, being in a relationship with God, which is a covenant one, I know about him that he wants me to prosper. And, and, and so I am a recipient of the prosperity gospel 
when you really understand what prosperity is and what it means, you will be also. Because I don't want to be under a poverty gospel. No, no, I don't want anything to do with a poverty gospel. If the word is in itself a good message, then it came to do something good for God's people or for those who will submit themselves to it. Are you with me? Now, the mistake that some people have is thinking that all prosperous people are arrogant. When you talk about folk prospering, you have a lot of folk who think, well, you know, you know, the folk who are prospering, they, they, they are arrogant people. But everybody who is prospering is not arrogant. Come on. Everybody who is prospering is not greedy. Come on. Is not evil or deceptive. Now, when you look at it from a material standpoint, and when you bring in money, yes, we can say that there are people who are all of these things and more who have a whole lot of material things as well as money. But it doesn't have to be the case. Come on, I said it don't have to be the case. There are some of us that's prospering, and you know about yourself that you're not arrogant. Come on, you're not greedy for gain. No, but I'm not fighting gain either when it's time for God to bless me. No, we know how to release to other people. We know how to give to other people. Listen, and be happy about it. Where you at? We know it's more blessed to give than to what? Receive. So we don't have what we have because we are greedy. Now some of you didn't say that, so you must be greedy. But let me say to you now, there are folk who are greedy who don't have nothing. They are arrogant. They are evil. They are deceptive. There are people who would do anything to get money because they are a lover of money. They'll deceive their own mama if it'll put $10 in their pocket. But yet when you look at them, they don't have a whole lot. What is it then to prosper? Because money does have something to do with prospering. But we never need the mindset when you hear the word to prosper or prosperity that it's all about money. That's what folk go wrong when you think prospering is all about money. Come on. No, your, your mindset is not right. You don't really know what it means to prosper if you think the only thing prosperity has to do with is money. No. No, it's bigger than that. Come on, it's bigger than money. But at the same time now, I don't want to have a mindset that money don't mean nothing. Y'all, you're going to get taught right in here today whether you want it or not. Now, if you want it, it's going to change your life. But I don't want to ever say about money, oh, money ain't nothing. You ever heard folks say money just paper? But ask them for some of their paper. Watch how they refuse to give up that paper. I don't know about you, but I drive a lot, and then I see people who have gotten in some type of trouble. And their punishment is that the city makes them pick up paper on the side of the road. You've seen these folk. That's their punishment. I think it's under community service. So they got to pick up paper to keep the community clean and the highways clean. Now consider this. If what they was picking up was money. Come on. You already know right now they wouldn't have no job. Come on. They wouldn't have no job. If, if, if all that paper turned into money... You wouldn't have to assign as a punishment that people have to pick it up. No, there are going to be plenty of folk, including your pastor, that gladly volunteers for that job. Yes, I will. I will pull over. You all see how folk just look. The nerve of him. And see, some of you will probably look down on me if you see me out there picking up money. But then some of you are pulling and say, I'm going to help Pastor. He, he can't pick all that up. He, he, he. <laughs> and somebody, we're going to be pulling over in a hurry saying, I, I knew God told me to come this way. 
I knew he told me to come. I, listen, I don't even care if I got somewhere to be and running behind. That's a legit excuse. You both be here now. Look, I on the way. It was a bunch of money out there. I had to pick it up. And some of us pick up change in parking lots. We'll stop and But don't ever have a mindset that money don't don't matter. See, if, if you if you say money don't matter, then even when God gives you some, you're not gonna be a good steward of it. You're not gonna use wisdom in how to go about using it. That it can benefit your life. Money benefits your life. If you got a home, your light's on because of food in the refrigerator, because of gas in the tank. Come on, I got to teach it right because you have folk in church. Well, money don't mean that. Yes, it does. It's a tool. And when we learn to use it wisely, you'll go from having little to more. Because if you faithful... Over a few, he'll make you ruler over what? Much. Show God that you can handle money. Show God that you will use wisdom with everything he puts or sends in your life, and he'll bless you even the more. I am a witness. I said he will bless you even the more when you have money, but you acknowledge God before you do things. You recognize the importance of money, but you don't allow money to rule you. Come on, you don't allow money to turn you into somebody that God didn't ordain for you to be. And we've seen this in the church where folks start out as the tail, but as soon as God start raising them up to be the head, now they get an attitude. Now they can't praise God. Come on, now they can't have way come to church. But I don't want money, again, before I move on, to turn me into something that God never ordained me to be. I don't want to look down on people because I've been blessed financially. No, I recognize I've been blessed financially to be a blessing. Come on, you got to get that. What is it to prosper? Number one, it is to be fruitful. To be fruitful. I want to show you this morning that God wants us to be fruitful. He wants us to be fruitful. Now some of you, you've struggled as long as you can remember. You've been struggling and scraping. To make the ends meet, as they say. And sadly, a lot of people don't truly understand how God wants them to prosper. But you're going to learn today that he wants you to be fruitful. Come on. He took Joseph down in Egypt and blessed him as a slave. To the point where he named one of his sons double fruitful. Because he said about one of his sons that God has caused me to be fruitful. Come on. Even in a trial. See, God knows how to cause his people to still bear fruit. Even though they're dealing with something challenging. Let me break it down another way. God, God will allow you to lose a job. Take you through a process where he's taking good care of you. Then calls you to land at a better place. Come on, I said something. He'll give you a better job. There are some folks in here, you, put, you gave the job too much credit. You thought the only way you could be blessed is through a certain job or through a certain position. And so God had to take that away. He had to move that and show you that, look, I'm God enough to put you over here. Something you didn't go to school for, something you're not qualified to do. But I'll put you here, give you favor here, and I'll bless you here more than you was blessed over there. 
How many, how many want to continue to flourish? Now, I ain't always flourished in life. Or I've been fruitful. But when I got a taste of it, man, I love it. I love flourishing. I love being fruitful. Finally, it is to be successful. I'm saying to God's people this morning that God wants you to be successful. He wants you to be successful. And listen, the vision at a place of refuge is that we be productive in every aspect of life. To me, that's the definition of flourishing. Is when you can say about yourself, I'm, I'm productive. Listen, in every aspect of my life, I'm flourishing. I'm doing well. And that is the desire of God. That is the desire of God. Listen, for all of his children. He wants us to prosper, to be fruitful, to be successful, to flourish. Listen to me again. In every aspect of life. John 10 and 10, he said, for I have come that you may have what? Life and that you may have it what? That you may have it what? So, so, so when you don't think God wants you to prosper or do well, you don't even know why he came. You missing why he showed up. He showed up for me to do well. Oh, y'all, Lord Hammer. He showed up for you to be able to get ahead, not by evil ways, but by doing righteousness. That's our problem, is that some of us don't think you can prosper and live right. Well, Pastor, you're going to have to be doing a little something. You're going to have to bend the rules a little bit. No, because see, when it comes to our prosperity, God didn't base it on man's rules. Come on. He, he, he esteemed his own system greater than the system of man. Though we live in that system, we are not controlled, come on, by that system. Because he'll bless you outside of the... Whoa! Come on, somebody. There are some of us, you used to get government assistance. And I'm not knocking that. But it ain't what God wants nobody to retire on. Yeah, you may visit that place, but have a mindset that we ain't going to always be here. God got better for our family. But when you get on government assistance and you want to retire there, You heard folk talk that nonsense. They won't do certain things or they'll cut off their assistance. You don't want to be that type of person. I've heard people say out of their mouth, they don't want to make a certain amount of money because then they don't get back enough on their taxes. You know the trap that is mentality. Wise. Learn to give your own self a tax refund. Oh, some of y'all, you give yourself a bonus. Anybody ever gave yourself a bonus? Took money out of a certain place, out of a shoebox, out of a socks, out of an account. Yeah, I'm giving myself a bonus. Mm. Something wrong when you want everybody else to appreciate you if you don't want to appreciate yourself. All right. I see this going to be kind of tight. Okay, let's go to Proverbs. Yeah, this is going to be kind of tight right here. Lord have mercy. I, I, I didn't see this coming. But it's good, though. Proverbs 28. It's good. It's good. It's good. As you turn to Proverbs 28, understand, I, I know the mentality of always struggling. I know what that's like. I know how is what it's like to get accustomed to being behind on things. I, I know what that's like. To where you don't ever think you're going to ever get ahead of this. Come on, anybody, you remember being there? Where, where, where you didn't, you paying everything on time, on time? 
And then pay him before the due date? No. Y'all were like us a minute before just moving stuff. Just moving things around. Just surviving. Come on. Some of you women, when you get groceries, you ain't looking to stock up everything. You got that mentality of just buying from day to day. It was so bad with us that we, when we came out, Donna kept buying from day to day. I said, don't you go to the grocery store every other day? Yeah, I got to. I said, you don't have to do that no more. You know you can buy it up for the month. I found this Olive Garden dressing on sale. How many do you get? One. Why do you get one? Why do you get five? Why do you get ten? When she buys something and I like it and I taste it, and she get a little thing, once I taste it, I like, do they sell it in the gallon? But see, when you become accustomed to struggling, when somebody talked to you about you getting ahead, you, 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 you can't believe it. You can't believe it. You, you, you just said in how you do things. Anybody remember back in the day you only ate out on the weekend? Anybody remember that? Somebody asked you to go out, you like, when? Friday? Saturday? What were you saying to them? I ain't got paid. Let's get up and everybody go out. When? Let's let, let, let do two. Tuesday? You better stop cussing. Tuesday. Who can do that on two? Wait until. But see, God will put you in a place where he'll say, you, it's okay for you to be at the mall on Monday. Not wonder shopping. Picking up heart desires. It's okay to go out to eat. It's okay to get ice cream on Wednesday after 12. Because we fast from morning to, you didn't know that. Yeah, we do that around here. But it's okay. You don't have to do evil to prosper. Job was a righteous man who eschewed evil. He shunned evil. Job didn't want nothing to do with evil. Yet he was one of the most prosperous or the most prosperous man, listen, in the East. Do you know what it means if somebody says about you that you're the most prosperous man in Cowardy County? Do, do you know what that would be saying about you? But then the Bible said Job was the most prosperous man in the East. But he lived right. You don't have to take shortcuts. You don't have to cut corners. You don't have to do wrong. You don't have to cheat. I'm going to show it to you. Hopefully it's already working on you now. You don't have to. You don't have to lie on your taxes. You don't have to tell the truth. Tell the truth and God will take care of you. Y'all know my story. Just tell the truth and he'll take care of you. Look at Proverbs 28. That's why I got you. Proverbs 28, 19. But let's deal with poverty. Let's deal with poverty. Poverty, of course, is the opposite of the antithesis of prosperity or prospering. Notice this right here. Proverbs 28 and verse number 19. Notice the Bible says, He who tills his land will have plenty of bread. He who tills his land. Notice that tills is plural because he's talking about a diligent person. He's saying that a person who is diligent, listen, in the things that pertain to God, notice what he's saying. He will have plenty of bread. So it ain't nothing wrong here. We're having plenty Oh, I better, oh, Lord. 
Some of you prejudice. I don't believe in plenty. You got plenty of socks. There are some things that we can name that we got plenty of. But a person said, well, Pastor, I got plenty of salt. But you said, well, God called you to have plenty of call. <laughs> Pastor, now that don't make no sense. Just, just me. Why I need more than one call? Why you need more than one pair of socks? <laughs> oh, I'm going to mess with some of y'all mind. <laughs> Pastor, I ain't about that material stuff. Yet you got on clothes today. Nice clothes. See, what Hebrews 11 and 6 say, he is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently do what? Seek him. Diligence will pay off. Diligence will cause you to have plenty. Why not have plenty of money? That when somebody in need, you say, hey, I can meet the need. I can help you with this. Mm-mm. Yeah. But he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. And this word frivolity has to do with following evil or foolishness. So you notice that. And, and y'all know there are folk, again, that's got plenty of material things, plenty of money. But they're in poverty, according to this scripture, because they follow foolishness. They follow evil to do or to get what they have. Now, when you think about a fool or foolishness, Psalm 14 and 1 said, For the fool has said in his heart, there is no what? God. And sometimes God people are not doing as well as he want them to do, because when it comes to them acknowledging him, they act as if he doesn't exist. Some of us don't ask for wisdom when it comes to dealing with certain things. We just go about doing what we think we need to do. Rather than saying, God, how would you want us to do this? How do you want me to handle this? Pastor, does it make a difference? Yes. Some of us, even if God is telling us to do something, if we hear other voices, we'll act like there's no God talking to us. Listen, and we miss prosperity. Following evil or foolishness. One thing I love about how God is blessed, Brother Q, when you deal with reality. Is that he simply listened to God when God told him, you need to get in this. Hold on. Because at the time that he started training and taking his test to get in it, watch this. There was a whole lot of voices that were saying, nobody's going to prosper in this field anymore because of the housing market. And so they stayed still while he said, no, God, I'm going to do what you're telling me to do. And now God is blessing him, causing him to prosper, making sure he sells a house. He's probably selling more houses than people that have been in it 50 years. But his prosperity is a God thing. He wasn't foolish when God spoke to him. Be seated. How many times do we miss God listening to other voices? Well, Lord, you know, people saying it's not the time to move. You know what I learned about God? That's when it's shown enough the time to move. I said, that's when it's shown enough the time. Because they told me not to apply for this. But then I prayed and God said, make sure I apply for it. That's what I love about his story. But now everybody probably running up to him. Hey, how do we, man, you know you lucky. You got in this at the right time. Luck ain't got nothing to do with 
I, luck ain't got nothing to do with what's happening in my life. Now, if you lucky, you save that talk for you. But ain't nothing lucky about what's happening to me. I'm a diligent man. I'm an obedient man. I'm not a perfect man, but I'm a diligent man. When I put my hand to the plow, I ain't looking back. I ain't looking to fail. I ain't looking to mess up. And some of us, you prospered only because you moved according to God's timing. Some of you have things right now. The only reason you have it because when God told you to go get it or pursue it, you did it. You were crazy enough to do it. And you shouldn't be ashamed to talk about that. I don't even want to know what the house brother and sister Harden bought years ago, what it's worth right now. Now, to a lot of people, they were getting out of, they were getting out beyond themselves. They moving too fast. Because when folk don't understand faith, and they ain't in faith, they try to get you out of faith. You moving a little, you need to slow your little self down. You ain't even married, girl. God didn't tell me a qualification for prospering was being married. All I'm going to do is keep obeying him. And as a single woman, he's going to keep blessing me. Watch this, my single sisters. Y'all better get happy. Then when the right man come along and he asks you what you got, you say, I got a lot to go with what you got. The man won't know single woman what you got. Bills on top of bills on top of bills. I got a house. What are we going to do with my house? We're going to sell my house. We're going to live in my house or buy another house. Oh, I got land in another county. Well, you you want to keep the land? You want to you wanna grow some chickens on the land? You want to get in the cow business? What I got? I also got money in stock. So, so you got an Android. You need an iPhone because I got stock in Apple. We don't think about little stuff like that. Some of you, everything you buy Apple, you need stocks in Apple. That when you go to buy an Apple product, you're getting a little bit. <laughs> I don't even know if you can get a half a point in Apple. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you had a half a point, brother Right? And folks, are you own something? Yeah, you know, I'm part owner with Apple. I got, got, some, <laughs> I got something in that. <laughs> and like y'all look at me. Look at Proverbs 13. Flip back. Better stop being in love with poverty. And sometimes, you know, as you turn to Proverbs 13, sometimes that poverty mentality, it comes from that old saying that, you know, the apple don't fall far from the tree. Now, some of us, we grow up, we got to tell the truth. Mama and them didn't have much. You're telling the truth. See, it's hard that you you, you got to really do a a transformation when you grow up in poverty, but yet you know growing up in it. Oh, I'm finna touch a nerve. I'm finna no, it's a good nerve, a happy nerve. Somebody grew up in poverty, but even growing up in it young, we knew I don't want nothing to do with this. This ain't me right here. This ain't how it's got to be. Come on. You were looking at your parents. You were like, no, no, no. It's not. I'm not going to be like that. Some. I remember years ago, I asked Don, I said, girl, this, this, this house looked like a candy store with so much chips and ice cream and cook. Y'all see my nephews and nieces, especially my nephew back there just smile. He can come over there and get a little grocery bag and leave with some little growth. Plenty of snacks. Plenty of snacks. And one day I said, Don, I said, why are you, why are you buying all that? She said, because when I was young, she said, I couldn't just get up and go get tater chips that I want. I couldn't just have ice cream. And, and, and I said, girl, get your snack. Get all your... <laughs> 
And she got all her little particular brands that she bought. I'm teaching right in here because there's some young adults in here. You need to break that mold. You need to break that cycle. You need to break that. That not having spirit, let it in with you. But again, that old apple don't fall far from the tree. And naturally speaking, you're right. But you know what I learned, Deacon Hill? Kick the apple from the tree then. Kick it away from the... Now, we grew up, we was all right, but mama don't mind me telling you. I mean, most of our cars, though, were just something all the way wrong with them. I want to go up and get some. I don't even have some nice cars. I want to ride really nice. Boy, I'm messing with folk today. Lord, have mercy. I'm messing with people. Some of you, that poverty spirit will get on you so bad. You'll have better to wear, but you won't wear it because, well, I don't want folk thinking I'm out. I don't want. Well, you know what? If you think like that, get out of waiting. Because there's somebody to wear that and won't have those thoughts. You know, I could have put such and on, but I ain't, I ain't you, know, it, it, uh, you know, I ain't that type person. Wait, wait, yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Now, I ain't saying when you come out, you need to be like you in no pony show. Now, when I come out here, I make sure I'm looking nice. But, but I don't enter the stage like I'm in no pony show. I ain't modeling up here. I'm, I'm ready to preach the gospel. But in everything I do, I want to look good doing it. Proverbs 13, I'm working on that poverty spirit. A God working on it, because some of you, you need to get rid of that. Poverty, notice Proverbs 13, 18. Poverty and shame will come to him who disdains correction. Poverty and shame and disappointment. See, we don't want nothing to do with poverty because a tie or attached to poverty is disappointment. Who want to live a disappointed life? When it comes to your needs needing to be met, you always disappointed that you can't do rather than what you can do. I don't want to live a disappointed life. Even if I don't have and God say move, I'm going to move expecting everything I need to be there the moment it needs to be there. But to always live a life where you always disappointed. Listen, and a poverty mentality is that you look for disappointment. Even when things begin to brighten up, you're looking for something to go wrong. And I'm talking to you right now, sitting up in church looking mean. Smile, you in God's house. And he's talking to you about doing better, and you sitting up here like you ready to fight somebody. I'm not going to be disappointed in life. I don't have to be. Poverty and shame. No, Notice who it's coming to will come to him who disdains correction. That word disdain means who ignore it. Could that be the reason some of us are not doing as well as God wants us to do? Are you ignoring correction? Are you thinking you got all the answers and God is sending correction to get you on the right path, but you think you know more than God? See, even in this message right now, God correcting people's mindset. He's on some folk. Because as parents, if you don't get yourself together, what are you handing down? Grandparents, what, what are you handing down? Some of us in church... But what we instilling is what we come out of. And I'm not knocking it because in those trials and stuff, we also learn things. We also learn how to appreciate having good things. Come on, y'all. 
Some of us grew up in the house where you, everybody shared the same bathroom. Come on. I said everybody shared the same bathroom. Now tell me when you moved into better and had a choice that you wasn't happy. It's just a few folk being real. At the house like you in public, a line to the restroom. Tell me you weren't happy when, when, when you could go into your own personal. Some of us slept with our siblings. I'm talking about three, four to a room. I ain't talking about sharing a room, I'm talking about sharing a bed. Come on, tell me you weren't happy when you moved and you told your child, dish your room. And then the other child tried to run in like, no, nah, that ain't your room, that's her room. Come here, dish your room. Now, mama, where y'all at? Come on, I'm show you the master suite. Mama, what's the suite? I, I, come here, I'm going to show you. Man, I'm really trying to move on. You know one thing I got tired of? When me and Donna would take trips, always bragging about how good hotels look. And then I get up in the morning, I'd be like, girl, I feel good. She's like, I'm telling you, it's this vacation. We needed it. I said, the devil is alive. This mattress, that's what we need. That's just good match. What is this? What, what is Pastopedic? What is That's a mattress. A mattress will whoa. You know what folks saying right now? I'm getting me a mattress. That's it. That, that's confirmation. Confirmation. Sleeping on bricks. But then we got to a place where we can go to the nicest of hotels. But it didn't have nothing on our own house. On our own room. I know some of you are upset, but I'm telling you what God will See, tell your neighbor, that's the reason when God starts talking, when he corrects you, listen, shout to somebody, don't ignore God. Your prosperity is on the line. Come on, somebody, he's giving you correction right now because he wants you to have better, wants you to do better for your children. Be seated, I got the clothes. And you a fool if you ignore him. You a fool if you say it don't matter. That's when we had even in May. We saying it's Christmas in May. Not to the point to where it's December the 25th. But when it comes to giving and receiving, this is a miracle May. Go back to Psalm 35. Well, Pastor, eventually going to run out. Because he's going to go into June. Well, you let me tell you something. God willing, it's going to be a joy for June. Well, you still got July. If he willing, it'll be a jubilee July. I'll keep going with this. Better here and better. Well, Pastor, we've been in better for 10 years. We're going to stay in better. And if you ain't got that, you're in the wrong church. Better ain't leaving. When better showed up, God said, stay here till I come back. Stay here till I come get you. And you think I'm moving? now? I'm right where he told me. I'm in the drop zone. Look at Psalm 35. We got to close. I'm in the drop zone. I ain't moving for nobody. 
I ain't moving from no. My kinfolk can talk about me all they want. I ain't moving from here. Psalm 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous call. Let them say continue it. Let the Lord be magnified. When the Lord is magnified, you embrace his greatness. You embrace his greatness to the point to where his greatness is evident in our lives. Listen, because we're his servants. What do it mean to be God's servant? To render obedience to God. The way to prospering according to God's will is to be a servant. A servant is someone who renders obedience unto another. Who is the other that we render obedience to? To God. To God. We obey God. We do what God tells us to do. We do it when God tells us to do it. And watch this. We do it how God tells us to do it. And he will what, Pastor? Prosper you. Why? Because he wants you to prosper. He wants you to do better. Listen, he wants your children to have better. And how many parents here want your children to have better? How many want your children to outdo you, go beyond you? How, how many want them to do it faster than you? How many married folk want to see your spouse blessed? If you marry, look at them. Make sure they got their hand up. Because that's a discussion after church if they don't. Third John 2. But see, you render obedience to God. Remember, we, we, we don't ignore God's career. We're serving. We render obedience to him. And some of you, you're doing things, but I, I ask you today, are you doing it the way God wants you to do it? Are you doing it the way he wants you to do it? Look, look at Third John 2. We're getting out of here. I got to hit these scripted real quick and be gone. Third John 2. Are you doing it the way he wants you to do it? Are you doing it the way he wants you to do it? Third John 2. Third John 2. Are you doing it with the attitude he wants you to do? How's your attitude when you go to do what God said do? So you need a positive attitude. If you obey in God, how you say it? Man, you better obey God with some expectation. What well, Pastor Paul said, get a pep in yourself. Third John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in how many things? Y'all in Third John 2? In the Bible. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in, in how many things? In how many things? But listen, when it comes to Third John 2, people say, well, that's not for us. John was writing to Gaius. But listen to me, child of God. But it became Bible. It became Word. Tell your name, when it became Word. And I'm a hearing doer of the Word. That means it's for me. Come on, this is for me. He said, I wish above all things that you prosper. In how many things? We ain't going to deal with the whole verse. In how many things? Every time you put your hand to do something, if God told you to put your hand to that, to do it, look for it to prosper. Look for it to go well. But a lot of time with God, he'll tell you, put your hand to something, you put your hand to it, and all hell break loose. And if you are carnal minded, you take your hands off. But if you're spiritually minded, you keep your hands right there. Come on, somebody. You keep doing exactly what he told you to do. You hear me? Don't let folk tell you God won't bless you if you work at McDonald's. Don't, don't let them tell you that. Don't make a career change. They say, God, now you ain't going to be able to do this, this, and this working at McDonald's. How? If God told me to go to McDonald's. If God told you to go to McDonald's, you may end up being the manager of McDonald's. Eventually, you may own that. Boy, some of y'all, you, 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 I'm telling you. Let's end in Second Chronicles. Well, let's go to Proverbs 28 real quick. Then we're going to end right now. Some of y'all just, boy, you know, when I say you work at McDonald's, you're going to prosper. You got a problem working at McDonald's, but you'll eat at McDonald's. <laughs> Proverbs 28, 25. Remember, it's in the obedience. It's in the obedience. Come on, somebody. It's in our obedience. Are y'all getting the word? God want us to what? God want us to what? Proverbs 28, and notice uh, verse 25. Proverbs 28, 25. He, he who is of a proud heart stirs up strife. But this is what I want you to see. See, if that heart ain't right, you're going to stir up some trouble. 
and, and a lot of the trouble you stir up is going to be trouble in your own life. But he who trusts the Lord, look at there, will be what? But he who trusts the Lord will be what? Will be what? Now, now notice that. Will be. Will be. This ain't no any, any, mighty, mo. Will be. You, we, when you trust the Lord, you will be prospered. You will be made better. You will be made bigger. Come on. You will be. What, what, what does it mean to trust the Lord? To live by faith. To be a hearer and a doer of the word. To be a faith walker. Second Chronicle 20 and 20. And then I'm done. Thank you for your patience. Second Chronicle 20 and 20. See, God had to stir our hearts in this May. I'm going to give you a message going to stir the heart of the people. Those that want it. Second Chronicles 20 and 20. Last scripture. If you don't know it by now that God wants us to prosper, something wrong with you. Something wrong with you. I'm telling you he do. I don't care where you're at today. I don't care what's going on with you today. You say, Pastor, I'm in the lowest place I've ever been. But see, God sent you here today to hear this word so he can start the process of bringing you out of that place. And it's going to take something. Come on. Because whenever you get in a hole, most of the time, didn't nobody throw you there. Any of they did, you helped dig that hole. You, you got something to do with that hole. But let me tell you something. When God is determined to bring you out of that hole for his glory, all you got to do is obey him and you coming out. How many of God brought you from a low place? How many of God brought you out of poverty, brought you out of struggling? It, it, it's a testimony. It's a testimony. Second Chronicle 20 and 20, and then we're done with this thing for the day. No, we're done with it for the day. Second Chronicle 20 and 20, the last applaud, and then I'm done. The last clause. Believe in the Lord your God. Second Chronicle 20 and 20. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets. And you shall what? And you shall what? So you don't have to believe every prophet, but you need to believe God's prophet. Pastors say it's a miracle made. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? If you believe his prophet, you shall what? You shall what? So see, part of our prosperity is tied to God's prophets. Deacon Hill talked about it earlier. Hearing the word, and then just say, hey, I'm doing that. I'm receiving that. And then God going to cause you to what? Prosper. I'm done. He want us to prosper. I'm done. God want us to prosper. I'm done with the message. Let's give him a hand of praise this morning. Let's give him a thunderous hand of praise this morning. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.